Welcome, everybody, to Table Talk. This is your healthy theological radio addiction. I'm here with Clint Poppy. My name's Brent Kuhlman. We had so much fun the last time in our show when we were doing some uh, post-election diagnoses or analyses. Uh, we, we had fun. I don't know if the hearers had fun. Well, I, I certainly did uh, because I want to edify folks. And I think it's these are topics that we as pastors should talk about publicly uh, for the sake of edifying people, um, pedagogical reasons, of course. Uh, and so let's do it some more. We're assuming that there's going to be a Biden administration as we talk about this for four years. And uh, what we, what we, were, we were talking about what we feared. But before we talk some more about that, let's again remind our listeners that God has instituted civil authority and he will make sure that uh, that authority will continue. Um, for the sake of benefiting us. Will there be people who violate their vote? Yes, yes, yes. Just like there are unfaithful fathers, unfaithful pastors, but there's still church, there's still family, there's still going to be civil authority because God instituted it and he's going to see it through. And the fourth commandment is still the fourth commandment. Right. This is where everything that we've been talking about with regard to civil authority, you know, honor your father and mother. Sometimes people struggle with well, mom and dad, what does that have to do with other authority, with uh, police and city councils and presidents and all this kind of stuff? And we're not always connecting the dots as well as we could or should. Luther on the Fourth Commandment in the Large Catechism, uh, is, is, it's a short read, but it is a marvelous marvelous read to help connect some of these dots to help us see that God places all authority all authority is answerable to God the authorities that we have the human authorities are not God they've been placed there by God and that we need to be careful that we don't commingle the two kingdoms and there's a lot of that going on the church that wants to act like polit uh, a government policy bureaucratic organization and the government policy making bureaucratic organizations that want to act like church i'll never forget uh, when bill kittner <clears throat> the disgraced uh, state senator of a number of years ago uh, before his uh, immorality was made public he went and met with pastors in his district to tell them what had happened and, and then he also was telling us privately when he would meet with us that you know he'd been forgiven by god for this and he was not going to obey the governor who said, you need to resign. And I made the remark to him in my study at Trinity Murdoch, and his, uh, his personal pastor was with him there, so the personal pastor heard this as well. Um, when I mean personal pastor, this was the guy that was at the state legislature that was doing this role as clergy. Uh, chaplain. Yeah, chaplain to the state senators. I made this remark to, at that time, Senator Kittner. I said, you know, you make this, and he was, he was on the right. He was a Republican on the right. So, you know, he'd be a Trump supporter, if you will. Okay. And I said, so to be fair, I, ma I made the same diagnosis and the same critique that I make against the other side. And I, I said, Senator, you've made the same mistake as your opponents at, in the state legislature. Well, what do you mean? I said, you've, you've turned politics into salvation. You won't resign because you think you're a savior. <laughs> it's, it's as if, if if you leave, salvation won't happen. Utopia won't, won't happen. <laughs> I don't know if he understood what I was trying to say or whether he liked it or not, but I said it anyway, because this, this bears repeating, and we need to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Civil authority is for this earthly good use. Commend those who do good. Uh, punish the evildoer. 
And if your God is your politics, you are breaking the first commandment, yeah. and you are in danger of losing your faith and your salvation. If, uh, you know, to be honest, Pastor, uh, there have been some over the last four years that have treated President Trump like a deity. And uh, some, you know, on the left or even in the middle have uh, looked at this and said, it's a cult. Well, cult comes from the word cultus, which means worship. Mm -hmm. Now, there may be some reasons why people were really, really, really big Trump supporters. But if it did cross that line to the fact that you were worshiping the ground Donald Trump walked on or the decisions he, he made or bypassing his bad behavior simply because you loved the good behavior or the good policies or executive orders or whatever, uh, there's a call to repentance for you as well. Absolutely. The, the creature is not a divinity. The creature remains a creature. And if you treat the creature like a divinity, that's idolatry. And that, that takes place in every political arena. Amen. Yeah. Now, what's interesting, continuing our discussion of uh, the post-election diagnosis, is, uh, you know, with Karl Marx, <clears throat> just to use him as an example, Karl Marx, generally speaking, saw what was out there, whether it was church, civil society, civil authority, etc. Um, and he said, what is has to be destroyed. Now, keep in mind that Karl Marx uh, was not a Christian, and so he didn't have a biblical worldview. And we, we've discussed this biblical worldview, that God actually works in the world in those three realms or three estates, family, church, civil, authority. He did not understand that. He had no biblical worldview in that regard. So he pretended like he was a little divinity, and through what he wrote and through what he taught, he really was trying to create a new humanity and a new world. That's, that's what God does, you see. But see, he had, he had taken over this terminology from the Bible, new humanity, a new world, you know, like 2 Corinthians 5. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That's the biblical way of talking. But since he didn't believe that for the sake of Christ, he then was, be, he was going to be the Savior. So when you, when you look at the world and you see what is, whether it's church, family, fill in the blank, what is has to be deconstructed. It has to be destroyed. And you then, as the Savior or the little div pretend divinity, you're going to create a new world a new humanity. And for Marx, the new humanity, for lack of better terminology, was the classless society. Sure. Okay. And, and uh, to use the modern vernacular, Brent, um, you have to reimagine everything. All right. Let's, let's, let's run with you that. You have to reimagine. And, and again... And this is Marxism. This, this all flows from Marxism. This, the same this is Marxism, but it's a more palatable, more tolerable word. And uh, it's interesting, you know, especially in the aftermath of the uh, George Floyd incident and uh, the, the riots that took place all over the, uh, the nation, including several in like small town Nebraska. Uh, there was one in Kearney, Grand Island, Nebraska, uh, Lincoln, Omaha. Uh, the one in Omaha turned deadly. But uh, the call after that was we have to reimagine policing. We have to reimagine or defund 
police and the police department. We have to reimagine the social justice system. Uh, this is when all of this uh, systemic racism uh, started coming out. So we have to reimagine the system. Uh, burn it down didn't sell well. And so burn it down was replaced with the terminology reimagine. Now, just for the sake of our listeners, I'm going to interrupt you, Clint. Why, why, why are we talking about these things? We're talking about these things. We're just taking, we're talking about the, the election and the ramifications of who was elected president of the United States. We're assuming it's Joe Biden. Okay. Uh, what will be the ramifications? Well, we're talking about this and we're trying to give some clarity to what you can expect and how the Christian can live in this reimagined world or reimagined society that the newly elected off, uh, uh, officials in our country uh, have been talking about for the last uh, 10 months or so, that this is what they're going to do when they get elected. So I think we can all, it's also safe to say that these policies will be put in place or there will be a serious attempt to put these kind of policies in place. And it applies to almost everything in society. Every aspect of life. So what is has to be deconstructed. And with that terminology, this whole, this flows from the Marxist tree, philosophical tree, deconstruct. Uh, so people see what is church, family, gender, life, justice, police, etc. What is has to be deconstructed. And they say it has to be deconstructed because, because, listen carefully, folks, listen very carefully to how they talk. These things have to be deconstructed, which means torn down, torn down, eliminated, because Christianity and Western civilization is responsible for these evils family, gender. That is, when I say gender, I mean, we actually believe that if you're a man, you're a man, biologically, genetically. Genetically, if you're a female, you're female. God created them, male and female. He created them both. Thus saith the Lord. And, and marriage, male, female. Genesis 1, he created them male and female in his image. Genesis 2, from the man, he, he makes a woman and he brings them together in holy marriage. And from that, children. And, and so that has to be deconstructed. It has to be eliminated. And then it has to be replaced with something else. And this is what we're, I think we're, we're going to deal with all the more in the next four years. The things that God's word teaches as being God-pleasing and for our benefit, not only earthly benefit, but even spiritual and eternal benefit like the church, coming to church, receiving holy baptism, receiving holy absolution, hearing the gospel preached, eating Christ's body and blood. These things are going to be deconstructed. And part of the deconstruction will be that's part of Western civilization that certain white people instituted to be oppressive on the rest of the world and minorities, etc. You fill in the blank with minorities. And if you think that defunding and reimagining is only with regard to the police, police departments or uh, a track meet, where a biological male competes against biological females, if you think those are the only things that are going to be deconstructed and torn down, it is time to take the blinders off your eyes because what is right square in the bullseye right now of many people in our country is the church. The church is in the bullseye. The church must be defunded. The church must be deconstructed and reimagined to be a church that fits in well 
with the political goals and political ideals of those who are in power. And again, to repeat, when you say political goals, for them they mean salvational goals. Because they, they've merged the two kingdoms, remember. The left-hand kingdom, to use the Lutheran way of talking, generally speaking, again, to make my point, the left-hand kingdom, civil authority, has been merged with the right-hand kingdom, the church and salvational and heavenly things. And so you can't tell one from the other. So when they say these are the solutions... They're really talking religion. They are and salvational, and, and uh, I don't think it's too big of a stretch to say that the high and holy sacrament of this new religion is abortion on demand with zero restrictions. And if you deny this high and holy sacrament, then you are irredeemable. Say more about this because I I think you're right. I, I um, when we saw Amy Coney Barrett before the Senate Judiciary Committee, this was their one-track mind, wasn't it? Namely, they were so concerned that if she was on the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade will be overturned, right? And that was part three of the three-part Supreme Court attack in the name of abortion on the most uh, recent, on the three Donald Trump appointees to the Supreme Court. Right, right. We'll come back. We've got more to say about this. So hold my hand, I'll walk with you, my dear. 